0: Nine
1: two five three seven seven
2: star. You have a plan for your life, you've set goals, you know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding star style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living on Starstyle, Be the Star You Are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now.
3: Never say never, live your dreams. Well, we hope you are lending us your ears. Hello, power partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the SBCs of Be the Star You Are charity. We are your hosts, I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And in case you haven't noticed, this is our 12th year that we are celebrating with Voice America and World Talk Radio. Been on the air since 1998, but 12 years with this network. So, woohoo! And yes, congratulations and thank <laughs> you to the network for their support. So We have a great show for you today. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about what is on your bucket list. That's something that people talk about all the time, but do you ever really stop to think what is your bucket list? We're also going to talk about how uh, we can get a great harvest from planting some seeds that will work in the drought or here in the summer, and finally, how you can become a radio guest and what the benefits will be. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be the Star You Are Charity, honored as a top nonprofit for the sixth year in a row by GuideStar. Make a donation today at be the star you are dot org. And this is from Rumi. It says, We carry inside us the wonders we seek outside. So I thought that was okay. rather fitting about uh, our first segment, which is about our bucket list, because so often, Heather, we're looking towards things that are outside of us to make us happy when sometimes it's right there in front of us. So if happiness didn't have anything to do with what we are or where we've been or who you were or it arose entirely from what you choose to think about, does anybody really know about this? So basically, we just need to decide what is it that makes us happy. So let's get to a bucket list. So what do you think is important about having a bucket list or do we even need to have one?
4: Yeah, exactly. Well, just kind of the quick thing is if people out there if you haven't heard of the bucket list term, what a bucket list is exactly is it's a list of all your goals that you want to achieve or the dreams you want to fulfill or life experiences and desires that you have before you die. Basically, this big list of all your wildest dreams, before I die, I want to. And um, you know, and oftentimes you know, if you don't live not many of us do, live every single day of uh, with these personal goals and plans of uh, these extraordinary things. Now they can be, you know, smaller things a lot of times you know, we still our days with these day to day activities. Um, you know, for me, I have I, have, I make a, a to-do list every single day, and some things are mundane, and some things are fun, but I always look as, at it. And say, as I'm, do I. We're, oh, we're both list
3: makers, and that helps us. I mean, that helps me ac- accomplish what I need to accomplish.
4: Yeah, no, and, and exactly, too, and, and the whole objective is, um, of creating a bucket list isn't the time, you know, it's still this race against time of, you know, I have to create all these things to make my life more meaningful. Because oftentimes, you know, people think that, you know, when they get to that in their life, oh, you know, I, I would have, should have, could have. Um, the whole point really is just creating this list to maximize um, every moment of your current existence and kind of live your life to the fullest. And it's a reminder of these kind of sort of these bigger goals, these bigger dreams that possibly you know, what, that we can't um, achieve, you know, in our day-to-day life. And I kind of way I think of, you know, to set it up is if you were guided tomorrow, you know, what would you wish? to do before you died, or um, if you had unlimited time or money and resources. These are kind of things of thinking when you make this bucket list. What's your biggest goal in life, your biggest dream? Um, Is there a person you want to see, a band you want to... A a language you want to learn, something like a a social moment, something you want to witness, uh, a family member you want to see, you know, specific people that you'd want to meet in, like, places you want to go, kind of creating these really big, some may be unattainable, and some, you know, kind of bring you back to what you can do and kind of going through that list thinking, okay, what, you know, I might never get to walk on Mars, but maybe I, you know, I could go to the NASA Space Center. So there's so many things. There's just something that you probably said, oh, I'd love to do that one day, uh, you know, but I don't have time or money or kids. So making some of this big list, um, and, it, you know, just, again, I want to say it's not something that to make you feel so bad, I think it's just sort of having this really big overall before. I like to think of it as, you know, before I die, I'd like to, or sometimes people even say, you know, I know my husband and I currently, we talk about taking these big trips, these plans, and I I am always trying to think of, well, you know, these things cost money and, you know, with time. And his thing is the BC of before kids, you know that we need to do these things before kids, because things get harder, you know. Once you have, as you become an adult, more and more responsibility, um, and also, you know, too, there's some things in life you might have already achieved. Maybe it was for some of maybe it was to be a parent, to get a kid, or to go somewhere in the world. Um, so the big thing I always again just kind of think with these bucket lists, I I think you know per people place things goals. Um, I think, you know, personally, I think it's great to have a a bucket list, Um, but again, not having something that holds you, that makes you feel inferior to your current lifestyle, your current life. Um, Just having, again, just having these... You know, I think that's really critical, what you just
3: said, is that I agree, having a bucket list or a to-do list is really, really important. I think it helps so much, but... But you don't want it to hinder you by making you think that you're not good enough or you haven't achieved your life's goals because you haven't achieved your bucket list. So that's an important thing that you just said.
4: Yeah, so kind of just getting to it, um, some of the most, like, common goals people think. So one, um, just as a generality, people often say they want to travel around the world. And I just think, you know, traveling in general, um, it's probably the single best activity that's going to expose you to new cultures, broaden your horizon, open you up to new food, get you out of your comfort zone, meet you know, new people, experiences, really you know that culture aspect of seeing how different people live. Um, however, traveling around the world, um, it can be very expensive. So maybe you just choose, you know, for, for me personally, on my bucket list, have, coming from an Italian heritage, um, I I would love before I die to go to Italy, especially to go to Abruzzo, uh, to where my family, my you know the great my ancestors way back before they came to America, um, to really to see that because any time. You know, with the family and being Abruzini, anytime I see things that say Abruzan, I know that, that, oh, that's where my family came, and I get this excitement. Um, and But not, you know, I, I, I feel so into time, but not really staying to see, knowing exactly where in the country that is, knowing, you know, more about it. So for me, that's, that's the big thing. I want to go to Italy. Um, also, you know, having taken some years of French and you speaking French fluently, um, on my bucket list before I die, uh, I really want to go to France and just, you know, Europe in, in general thing. But those are the two main places. And of course. Um, and of course, the
3: great news is, is you can do both of those at one time. You can yeah, do, and, you know, and, and, and at and, you least, know, I mean, obviously, you can't do, I mean, unless you move there for a long time, but you can You can really get a good flavor and do them at the same time. They're not so far away, and those are doable. Those are really doable.
4: Yeah, and, you know, and so, you know, one thing, too, so then to kind of get another common bucket list for people is to learn a foreign language. And for me, I feel like I've, I've been exposed. I mean, I don't speak. I can, you know, for I, again, after about four years of French, I can. I know lots of words, I know lots of verbs, but I can't really conjugate sentences. I would love to really get better at a language, and yet again, I feel another great way is immersing yourself um, into it. Um, Another bucket list for a lot of people say, you know, they want to run a marathon or get an ideal weight. For me, something I've always thought about, but I know it's just a lot of heart and logic, is these Ironman things. Those things where you swim a certain amount of miles and then you run, you know, a crazy amount and you bike ride. Um, That, I don't know why, I I always thought that just seemed like such an amazing thing. Um, that I'd want to do one day and however I always feel like you know I'm very independent I can do things on my own. And you
3: actually could because you really are a really good swimmer and you're a good athlete so I think with training that's something that is also very doable for you.
4: Yeah no, and, and again so here's you know the thing again is that all these things are doable uh, but again, oftentimes, then it's like, well, what stop me? Again, it's sometimes it's time, it's money, it's, I can't now devote my whole life to these things. But these are things in my life that, again, I, I've noticed that these are there. I can do these on my own. And I was saying, you know, before that, um, sometimes, you know, having a partner in crime with you, it's hard, you know, when I've, uh, talked to other people about it, some people think, oh, I wouldn't want to do that, that's crazy. And that sometimes it hinders people from doing things, cause they think, like, oh, well, you know, they, they need someone else to do it with rather than taking that big leap and doing it on your own is even you know, even a greater thing. I know personally for um and also sometimes too and I want to say it's just Sometimes things on your goals or bucket list, or before I die, I want to change. Uh, one thing I know for sure, um, I used to always say, Oh, I want to go skydiving. I want to do this. And I'm not going to oppose it anyway, because I know you used to do it all the time, and I have so many friends that do it. And I used to think, that I wanted to do it. But now that I've gotten older, and I'm not that I'm scared of things, something, you know, with all things that you become a little bit more safe, but now I, I feel more. I think of, oh god, what if I die? What if something happens? I don't know if I really want to do this anymore. So that isn't such a priority for me anymore. Um, you know knew- is,
3: That is such a great point, Heather. I really think that we need to emphasize that, that the wonderful thing about creating a bucket list is that it is revocable and it's changeable. Mm-hmm. So something that you may want at one stage in your life, you may not want at another stage in your life. And I agree with you. I am very happy that I did. I was pretty much pretty wild and crazy and I did a lot of daredevil things, you know, when I was in my... 20s and jumped out of airplanes and, you know, did all these things. Um, I wouldn't want to do them now, though. Now, yeah. I'm glad I did them, but I'm, I wouldn't want to do them now. And I think that you reach a certain stage in your life and you realize that there's not only other priorities, but you have responsibilities. So some things you'll do when you're single and you have absolutely no responsibilities. And then once you have a partner or a spouse, and especially when you have children, it is amazing how your bucket list changes, <laughs>
4: Yeah, and you know, I know for my husband, one thing he wants to do so that is to get scuba diving certified. And again, I used to want to do that so that, but you know, for me, even being an avid swimmer and I, you know, I love the ocean. Again, I don't, I, I, I don't know if it's because I've become more fearful, fearful, or, or I think of oh the bends or something like that. Um, it doesn't for me. I, I just it doesn't appeal to me as much more. I love being in the water, but for him, I think that's something that's, holding him back, I always say, hey, you should go get certified. But he says, you know, he wants a buddy to go with it. So, um, you know, that's, I, again, I think is a big thing, you know, people having that partner in crime. Um, you know, it's funny that, when you say that
3: because, you know, I began scuba, scuba diving when I was at UCLA and was actually, we were actually on a scuba diving team, and that's a lot of years ago. And, and so I dove all over the world. And when I got married, I really wanted to introduce that to your dad and my husband. And the crazy thing was he was the worst buddy ever. And it only Mm -hmm. took a few times of diving with him in these remote, dangerous situations that I realized, oh, my God, I don't want him as my buddy because I couldn't depend on him. I was like, you know, he was very reckless. He never looked at his gauges. And even when I would say, you know, he'd look at his air and he'd run out of air and then he'd grab mine and, and he'd go way too deep and not be watching. And I thought, oh, my gosh. This, this is a little scary. So sometimes, uh, speaking of getting a buddy, maybe you don't want it to be your spouse or your loved one. Yeah. You want someone and, who's really dependable and wants and, to be there.
4: Yeah, and, you know, some things aren't as extreme either. You know, for me, other things on my list, like I would like to learn a strategic game like chess. You know, we have all these, we actually have all these pretty things. I have no idea how to play trust. and I feel like that's something I should and I want to know. Um, you know, little things like that, you know, uh, doing random acts of time, making a difference, being a mentor, um, you know, pursuing your passion a lot for a lot, of, you know, starting your own business, pursuing a different uh career fields, um, you know, and just little things I think are also just sometimes the things I think for people are the things that scare them, you know, that they want to to do, you know, experience um, a sunrise and a sunset, you know, maybe that's in a specific location. Um, you know, they don't have to be crazy things. And I feel like there's many things for me that I feel I've like achieved and so many things i could do on my own and i can do on a daily basis um you know to add more you know me things like i i know another thing it's a, a travel wise but something i feel i would just love to experience would be see the, the northern Lights. um you know up in uh like the the alaskan area you know where they get that um or iceland, you know, that, that going to iceland. You know, the northern lights and all that are just yeah, exactly. Not in Alaska, am I thinking? Yeah, it's in Sweden. Nice. It's in Finland. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, and, and in Canada. Um, well, and, I think uh, you can get them in
3: in Alaska too. You just have to go really north. I, I remember when I was t- uh, doing a TV show. It was in Norway. I was actually in the North Pole, and I will never forget. After traveling for I don't know how many hours because we were on this puddle jumper plane, we had to keep stopping. I think it took us like thirty-five hours to get to the North Pole. And we finally got there, and we had to get up the next day to shoot our TV show. And I just, I we checked into the hotel, and I went to bed, and I woke up, and I was freaked out. I it was said to the co-host, who was my roommate, another uh, another young lady, "Oh my God, we're late because it was so bright." It turned out it was like three or three two three in the morning, but because it was the Northern Lights, it was it's light twenty four hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it was pretty funny is that you know you wake up and you, I was so disoriented I thought I had missed the shoot but no it was just
4: that it was the northern lights yeah, and you know I think you know me, me with these goals of things kind of you know, to better yourself I mean I know another one for me is to learn an instrument well I've kind of you know I, I dabbled in piano when I was a little kid and I have this guitar that was my dad's and never le- I I took a couple lessons as Guy at our school. So, Tuesday was just terrible. Um, and I have kind of played around, but I don't know how. And I would love, like for me, as before I died, I would love to learn to play a certain song. And, and I what would about love to learn sewing? a song you have a someone, and I would You have a sewing love,
3: machine, and you always wanted, you when you were younger, you sewed a, few, a little bit, and now you got a new sewing machine, and don't you want to learn how to
4: sew? Yeah, it's like, now I want to make, you know, I want to make these things, and, um, you know, I, and I feel like I would love to throw someone a big party. I feel like you know I've been blessed that people give me all these surprise things that I want to do something, um, you know, like that. And uh, you know, again, things like you know volunteer, creating something that makes a difference in people's life, um, you know, inspiring other people. I know, uh, you know, one of my kind of, we always, my husband, we always joke about saying, you know, our, our, woo we win the of all these things that we're going to do, and one of my ultimate dreams, you know, I, I know it's sort of a, a very a big thing, so I, I can't really say it's a, a bucket list. Maybe I can make it more attainable saying, you know, uh, pick up a whole bunch of dogs, but I, we have this, I have this full dream of one day, you know, that we're going to own all this land, we're going to have this big ranch in Napa, and that I'm going to be able to go into this dog shelter and just say, I'm going to take all of these home with me, and you know, just take home all the dogs, and, you know, that they're just going to run free on this big ranch and do whatever they want. You know, that it's really, you know, home, home on the range. Well, and you've always had that 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 goal
3: since you were a little girl, not just with dogs, but you wanted all animals. You actually originally wanted a wild animal. You You wanted lions and tigers and elephants and, you know, giraffes, anything. I remember you always talking about how you wanted to rescue, like, all the the circus animals who had aged out, or the Hollywood yeah, animals exactly, so maybe that will happen what, still. That, There's, that, you, you never so, know. You
4: no, know, that's kind of a big thing, but you know it, it could be something smaller. Of, you know maybe it's just a few, but that's on my big my that that's more like my lot of winning list, not quite you know, the bucket list. Maybe the bucket thing could be volunteering at a place that does stuff like that. But um, that's all my, my big, big goal of things. And and I think, you know, really just the takeaway for all people is that, you know, some of these things um, can be sort of sound crazy and big and maybe not attainable and, and more are attainable. So just kind of sticking with that and, um, you know, don't feel... And, and too, it is, is that things change. Sometimes, um, you know, things might have been about going on a blind date with someone or, you know, doing something like that and maybe you've met the person of your dreams and you don't need to do that or maybe you decide, you know, you hate the cold and you don't want to do a, you know, a, a 10-week trip through Alaska or something, that it's okay for these things to change. And that's why, you know, it isn't. no one else is holding you accountable except for yourself. This is just more something for yourself um You know, and I think it's also, I I view it as a very positive thing, uh, that when people look back, I feel people are often trying to feel, you know, some sort of meaning or accomplishment in their life. And um, I think this is just a way of just for your own self and making these things truly be um, for, you know, some of your goals could be to benefit others. You know, maybe it's starting a charity, volunteering, doing something brave like that. Um, but that they are fulfilling to yourself. It's not, you know, this is because someone else wanted me to. This is because this is what's going to make, when you look back, this is what's going to make you really happy and you really proud that you've achieved these goals.
3: Well, and you know, what else I just wanted to say about that is that, you know, we've talked about this on many other shows, how important it is to actually write your goals because if you don't, you know, write down your dreams and your goals and make these lists, they you will never accomplish them because it gets back to that Alice in Wonderland quote of, you know, if you don't know where you're going, any road will do. And that means that who knows where you're going to end up. So some people like to live their life recklessly and just go with the flow and never really figure out where it is that they're going to go, just go with whatever happens. But if you really do have things that you want to accomplish in your life, large or small, that bucket list is just a great way to do it by, you know, writing things down, dreaming the big dream, and then you that gives you the impetus to go into action and to make a plan and to figure out how you get there. So just like you're saying, if you want to go to Italy or you want to play an instrument or whatever it is, if you really, really want it, you'll find a way to do it. And it always is going to probably involve some kind of sacrifice or giving up some kind of time or, you know, you have to get the skills. You might have to take classes. You might have to read books. You might have to save money. You, there's a lot of things you may have to do. But if you never identify what you want to do, you'll never do anything. So it's, exactly. a, it's, yeah, it's a really, it's a really good, good thing to do. And I know for me, when I get to the end of my life, I want to be all used up. And I just want to feel... Like, you know that I've been there, done that, accomplished, mm-hmm. whether it was all successful or not, that I at least attempted with all my heart and with all my uh, skills and you know with everything in me to to make this world a better place, as well as to enjoy myself while I'm doing it. So I love the idea of a bucket list. I think it's a, a great tool for getting what you want and also helping other people get what they want. So make a bucket list. Mm-hmm. So, okay. all right. Well, that's a, that was a great segment. Let's give out the website. Yeah, most definitely. Go to com as well as org. And then just don't forget, whether you want to paddle down the Amazon or climb Everest Or go skinny dipping in Lake Michigan. Whatever you want to do, enjoy or accomplish before you leave the planet, you can do it. And by the way, I was reading about bucket lists and it said that... uh, 14% 14% of the population have skinny dipping on their pocket list. <laughs> now mm-hmm. that one's a very easy one to accomplish, ladies and gentlemen, so <laughs> go mm-hmm. out there and do it. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And I'll be right back. Don't go away. Be the
1: star you are The star you are
5: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the star
1: you are. Light up the flames that burns.
0: Make a world of difference in a world of differences
1: when you support
0: Be the Star You Are 501C3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit be org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts.
1: Donate today.
0: be org. Be the lucky
5: star you
0: Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts. as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan.
3: Henry David Thoreau said, I have great faith in a seed. Convince me that you have a seed there, and I am prepared to expect wonders." Well, it is summertime, and with your first bite of sweet white corn, a juicy, ripe garden tomato, or a thirst-quenching mouthful of watermelon, there is no mistaken that we are enjoying the hot weather. There's nothing better than going into the garden, though, the garden of eating, I call it, eating pleasures. And with all the hundreds of varieties of seeds available today, it's sometimes challenging to know what will work best in your unique microclimate. When do you plant? How do you know when you'll be able to harvest? Now, since we can enjoy a cornucopia of edibles throughout the year, I like to provide some notes on how best to direct seed to ensure an abundant harvest for any season. Now, my rule of thumb is to survey your family first, or whoever it is that you live with, your, your partners, your friends, roommates, whatever, and find out what everyone enjoys most. And, you know, if your kids say donuts, just let them plant cherry seeds. Because when nothing grows, you can explain to them that some years you'll get the donuts, but mostly you just get the holes. The next step is to prepare your beds, uh, whether you're using red, uh, raised beds or just preparing in a pot, whatever. Because to ensure a successful crop, you first have to choose a sunny area with well-drained and rich soil. You want to weed it break up any clumps of dirt, remove rocks and stones, and then rake it a couple of times. You can plant any way you want. That whole idea of just planting in rows is has been long, you know, forgotten. You can plant in squares. You can plant in raised beds, as I said earlier. That's easier on your back and easier for harvesting. You can plant in a 2-by-3-foot plot. You can plant in containers or you can just mix things in your flower beds. In fact, some of my most successful harvests have come from the vegetables that are in my potager, which is a combination of flowers and herbs and um, and vegetables. And I usually do some in pots like that. Like right now, my tomatoes are mixed with my petunias, which I know seems odd, but they seem to be getting along great. So the next step is you set out the seed packets that you want to grow. You read the label and the directions carefully determine how many seeds to plant, how to space, and how deep to go. And then if you want to save seeds, you know, you uh, and that and, and eliminate like the thinning waste, what I do is I use the minimum amount of seeds that are recommended. And then I follow up with more seeds a few weeks later in what we call succession planting. So, cover seeds to a depth of no more than three times their diameter. So, if you're not sure of how deep to plant something, don't dig a really big hole. I mean, if you're using like a cantaloupe seed that, you know, it's just like a the size of a small finger nail on your small finger. So, you might want to go like a half an inch. And... Sometimes it's easier to plant, I use a pencil or a stick and make a hole, put the seed in, cover it up. That, that seems to work really well. Then consistent watering is really mandatory for germinations. Some seeds have a tough outer shell and the, those have needs to be softened for maybe sometimes up to 10 days um, and so, you other seeds and varieties of beans they got to soak overnight in water before planting. And in a drought year, planting a garden by seeding only may not be as cost effective as planting seedlings. Like this year, here in California, with our drought, and it seems to be getting severer by the day. I tried planting seeds first, thinking that would work, but because I wasn't watering frequently and they really need that 10 days to 2 weeks to germinate, uh, the, um, the seeds, they started to sprout and then they quickly died. But I have had better luck planting a larger plant, watering it well, but infrequently. And then, you know, once the plants are established, you can cut back on a, water, a watering schedule. So for me, this year, seeds have not been the answer. But it depends where you are in the world, and the United States, because seeds are definitely more cost-effective than buying the plants if you seed properly. So, again, here in California, it has been challenging with the variance in weather patterns. The daylight hours have been scorching, and then at night, the fog rolls in, and it has a chilly sting. And, you know, just when we think the danger of frost has passed, we get a freeze. So, we didn't know what the season had in store. So... What I've learned is to plant more than one variety as insurance and some people elect to plant indoors first and then transplant later. So when shoots emerge, you can add a top layer of straw and that helps to maintain the moisture and the heat. And straw is inexpensive. If you have a feed lot near you, you can pick up a whole bale for like $6 and it, it covers quite a bit. It covers like I don't know how much does it cover in my garden. Oh, at least a 25 by 25 foot plot. Now, here's my cheat sheet for the top 12 direct sow vegetables for this year. Now, of course, temperatures, planting directions, germination, and harvesting differ depending on your seed selection where you buy it, and exactly where it is that you live. So, one thing I suggest is to buy a reliable soil thermometer, and that will eliminate the guesswork. Now, if you have a particular date that you want to harvest, like you're having a big party, or you're going to be hosting you know, a baby shower, or something where you want to feed people with the fruits of your garden, you can work the math backwards to determine your planting dates. So, If it takes 100 days that the seed says before planting, take your date that you definitely want to have fruit and work it back 100 days. And then I usually add an extra 10 to 12 days on top of that. So here are my favorites that have worked well for me this year uh, with seeds. And hopefully these, I think, are simple enough that they will work with people pretty much anywhere. Number one is arugula. I'm crazy about arugula. I eat it at least twice a day and every day. And so um, I'm constantly planting it. But you need to plant it in soil temperatures of 50 to 60 degrees. And you plant the seeds like six six inches apart. They germinate in seven to ten days. And as soon as they start sprouting, I mean, you obviously can start cutting it. But really it is a harvestable and edible within 40 days, which is a pretty short amount of time to get a good crop of arugula. And again, this is a plant that you want to do succession planting. In other words, every couple of weeks, you plant a few more seeds. I'm due to plant some seeds right now, so that the more you cut and the more they go to seed, the more you have. Beets are another good succession planting um, seed. Those soil temperatures need to be 65 to 75 degrees, You can plant these six inches apart. They germinate in 10 to 15 days. And within 55 days, you'll have beets. So you're almost at two months for a crop of beets. Bush beans. People seem to love beans, and they can be really prolific. The soil temperature should be 50 to 60 degrees. These you can plant just a couple inches apart. And they germinate in four to 10 days. And within 50 to 60 days, so again, almost two months, You will have you will have um, you have beans to eat, and the more you pick them, the more they'll grow. and And what I like about bean plants is they have that real pretty little. Most of them have a purple or a white flower. That it's it's a pretty plant, a bean plant. Now, corn, I find it a little bit more challenging to grow unless you grow a lot of it. The soil temperatures have to be sixty five to seventy five degrees. You want to plant them 8 inches apart. They germinate in 4 to 10 days. But almost all corn is going to take at least 112 days until you can eat it. So it's like 4 months. So if you don't want to be tending that corn on a regular basis, you're probably better to buy your corn at the farmer's market. Now kale... That is like the, the darling of the vegetable world for the past few years because of all the antioxidants and the health benefits to it. Uh, kale is something that grows really, really well, and you can do succession planting with that. And it, it just, the more you cut it, the more it grows. Plant in temperatures of 65 to 85 degrees this you plant about two feet apart because they can get really big. You don't think they will because they're in the cabbage family, but they get really big. They germinate in five to ten days, and you'll get a crop within 50 to 65 days. And then it just keeps coming. So the more you cut the leaves, the more it grows. Leeks. I always have leeks. I mean, these are things that I think that everybody needs to have in their, in their garden because they are easy. The soil temperatures for leeks are 60 to 65 degrees. You plant them 6 inches apart. They germinate in 5 to 10 days. And you will have great leeks, somewhere from 80 to 145 days. So uh, it does take a while for leeks, but once you get them growing, you can keep them growing. And you also want to, if they form a flower head, if you cut off the flower head, you will get more leeks. You can use the seeds to plant more seeds. Lettuce. I've had the best luck in planting lettuce in like bowls or you know in containers as opposed to planting in the ground. I think it's just the rabbits eat it too much and this is also good for succession planting like every couple weeks planting more seeds. The temperature should be 55 to 65. You plant the lettuce plant 6 inches apart. They germinate in 7 to 14 days and you have a nice crop of lettuce uh, 45 to 70 days and Like uh, the kale, the more you cut it, the more it grows, and you just continue having a salad bowl. Peppers. All kinds of peppers will germinate in 6 to 12 days as long as you plant them in a warm soil, which is 70 to 85 degrees. So some places of the continent are not even going to get that warm. And you plant them about 12 to 18 18 inches apart because they get big. And it takes 70 to 100 days before they are, are going to harvest. The next thing is Swiss chard. Now, I grow Swiss chard all year long, and uh, you should plant it, you know, like this time, 55 to 80 degrees, 12 inches apart. It takes like 5 to 10 days to germinate, and then you can have it all year long. So it will take maybe 50 days to get the first crop coming. And again, all of these things, you do have to protect it from the birds and from the rabbits and the deer and any of the predators are going to kind of want to eat it. Squash. Well, this is the year for this is the time for squash. Uh, summer squash takes about 50 days. Winter squash can take longer because the nights uh, are colder and the sun isn't as high. And they that usually is double about 100 days. But it's best to plant it when the soil is still warm 65 to 80 degrees. Build a hill like a mound. Put six seeds in a circle. Then you can thin, thin it to three seeds per hill and space it like 48 to 72 inches apart. Because they really, they grow big. They're such a beautiful plant. And you can just get, you know, bushels and bushels of zucchini and squash, which everybody seems to love. There's so much you can do with it. Tomatoes, my favorite thing, I won't eat them any time except for in the summer. They take 70 to 90 days till they're edible. But you need to plant them in warm temperature soil of 70 to 75 degrees. They also get big. So plant them about three feet apart. They, if you're planting seeds, they only take about t- seven to ten days to germinate. Now, my final one that I want to tell you about is watermelon. Who doesn't love watermelon? It takes 110 days. It's a beautiful plant. I plant it on hills. Again, doing that six seeds in a circle, thinning it to three seeds, spaced about 72 inches apart, but you got to plant it in warm soil, 70 degree soil at least. In addition, you can. Some herbs that are easily grown from seeds include basil, chives, cilantro, dill, fennel, mustard, parsley. And if you just put a few seeds between your vegetable plantings, you are going to have this herb garden combined with your vegetable garden. And if you're interested in thrilling kids, let them plant radishes and carrot seeds because they germinate so quickly. And radishes are becoming really popular again. Not just to eat raw, but to, uh, to slice up and, um, and to saute. And don't forget that the radish greens are good. They're a really good green to eat. Now, for cucumbers, eggplant, oregano, sage, tarragon, thyme, and rosemary, I plant seedlings, uh, in, and I buy them in those two- or four-inch pots. And then if you just want to uh, have a salad every day, just remember to cut your greens you know, consistently, and you will. So that should give you a, a little bit. Now, uh I, flower seeds, I'll just say this before we go to break because a lot of people want to sprinkle a palette of color into your landscape. And these are surefire flower seeds. So bachelor buttons, black-eyed Susan, calendula, Chinese lantern, cosmos, forget-me-nots, hollyhocks, marigolds, nasturtiums, nigella, poppies, sweet alyssum, sunflowers, and zinnias. So planting by seed is just really easy on your wallet and relatively stress-free. And, you know, when the seeds uh, germinate, um, you're going to be very happy. But if they don't, just sow again. And for instant gratification, you can start experimenting with some of those new baby varieties of crops that go from seed to table within about 40 days. And if you're looking for a really quick kitchen crop, just grow sprouts. All you do is add seeds to a container of water. And you eat eat them as the green shoots sprout. So think like Robert Louis Stevenson said, don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds you plant. So grow vertical, horizontal, circular, or sow as a menage. From seed to shining seed, you can expect wonders. When we come back from break We will be talking about radio and the importance of getting on the radio and how being a radio guest can help you. Remember, I am available as a a garden consultant, a speaker, and designer. You can contact me at 925 377 STAR or visit star style.com. I'm Cynthia Bryan. We'll be back in a bit.
1: You
5: are. Be the you are. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan.
3: We recently lost a great wonder of the world when Maya Angelou died, but she left us with some tidbits of wisdom that we can all take along with us to garner our success. So the business bite for today are. Words of wisdom from Maya. I've learned that no matter what happens or about it seems today, life goes on and it's going to be better tomorrow. I've learned that you can tell a lot about a person by the way he or she handles these three things, a rainy day, lost luggage, and tangled Christmas tree lights. I've learned that regardless of your relationship with your parents, you're going to miss them when you're gone. I've learned that making a living is not the same thing as making a life. I've learned that life sometimes gives you a second chance. And I've learned that you shouldn't go through life with a catcher's mitt on both hands. You need to be able to throw some things back. I've learned that whenever I decide something with an open heart, I usually make the right decision. And I've learned that when I have pains, I don't have to be. I've learned that... Every day I should reach out and touch someone. People love a warm hug or just a friendly pat on the back. So I've learned that I have a lot to learn. And I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. So make everyone feel like a superstar. This is Cynthia Bryan with another Business bite from Star Style. Turn Your Passions Into Profits. For more information, visit star-style.com or call 925-377-STAR.
2: This business of
0: show business is calling out to me.
3: Well people always ask me why I have been on the radio for so long and why do I still love it. So I started doing radio on landline um and landline on um on terrestrial radio which means it was not internet based but it was out of studios in San Francisco back in 1998 and as you probably heard at the top of the hour that Heather and I are now celebrating our 12th year with Voice America World Talk Radio. We started with World Talk Radio and then were picked up by Voice America and are now on the Empowerment Channel. So if you watch the vast changes in marketing over the last few years, you're going to see that the mainstream media retrench has a lot of budget constraints and they're shifting audience attention. So many publicists and media relation experts are targeting on radio media tours, and especially for authors. And more and more are seeing internet radio as an increasingly influential medium for reaching potential customers, potential buyers. Now, when you couple that with broadcast uh, radio, which uh, we did too, it still lots time in selected pockets. Um, because so much now is dominated by politics and other kind of talk, but not anything that can really promote you. So if you're thinking that you have a company, a business, a book, uh, a service that would do bell- well, you know, by getting promotion on radio, I really encourage you to give us a call because some people will seem skeptical, but there's a blended broadcast internet radio radio tours that you can do that it is so fun to see the direct correlation between being on the radio and your sales and it really validates what internet radio does for the power to sell. You know, who wants to use it? Let's just use authors as an example because I'm an author and we do a lot with authors on the radio. If you have a new book to launch or you wish to revitalize an old book or a new edition, If your title has been underexposed in the mainstream marketplace and needs to attract attention for a more targeted audience, or if you're seeking to build a following or brand something, uh, you know, brand something more than just your book. And why is it such a great tool? Well, because you usually get a little bit more time, like on our show, you can, we're in 20-minute segments, which is plenty of times to offer valuable information, engage the audience, and... You know, use it as a selling tour, uh, a selling tool. Also, you can encounter a tightly targeted audience that are already predisposed to wanting what it is that you are marketing. And in my case as a host, I always read the books cover to cover and I help the authors who book on the show to sell their books because I'm urging the audience to, to take a look at it and offering reasons to do so. You're not going to get that normally on broadcast radio, where you only get to get you know a minute or so to talk about something. You can introduce and sell everything that's in your funnels, and you can drive people to your teleseminars, to your coaching programs, and to any other offerings. You can have opt ins. You can have free enticements or offers. You can then you can use the names that uh, people. You can use you know the collection of names when people email you, and the result could be the sale of more of your books, services, or you know, or other goods. And if you get on a great show like our Star Style Be the Star You Are, we promote in a lot of other ways as well, through social networking and blogging and posting links and websites and, and other announcements. And the the key is the content is always evergreen. So this it can always be it's archived both on the Voice America a radio platform, as well as on Star Style Radio, so you can go back for years and listen to the show. You can also download MP3s if you want to use them for your own further sales, or people want to listen more. So, you know, um, it is—it's really great because if, especially if you are small business or you're self-published, it's pretty difficult when you're small and you don't have a great big platform to get on the radio. But, you know, we here are equal opportunity. <laughs> and so you can have that opportunity to get on the radio as long as you have something great and you're willing to work with our guidelines. And although selling is always the primary goal, you want to care a lot about changing lives and influencing listeners. That's what we're about. We want to build a large wave of people who are making a difference and really believe in in the greater good. A lot of times... Um, You have coaches and entrepreneurs that will come on that offer more than just a media, you know, a media platform. So if you are astute, you can see ways to engage beyond the initial interview while you're building your own network of shows. So it's great to be a repeat uh, customer or a repeat interviewer. Now, what are your steps to getting going to get booked on a radio show You have to send a pitch, and of course, you have to have a hook, and you've got to make sure that it is compelling. And when you're targeting a show, you really need to make sure that the show you're targeting is a fit for you because, you know, on our show, Star Style Be the Star You Are, we're not going to take anybody. We really want it to fit with our empowerment. Our whole idea is it has to be upbeat, life-changing, and empowering. So write a strong pitch letter that concisely explains your topic and the benefits it's going to provide to the listeners. It should have a compelling subject line, not just starting with a guest for your show. And if you um, have friends or associates, you know, who are, who are good at helping you write this pitch, talk to them and ask about them. When you're at events, connect with people who have been on the radio or have connections with radio hosts. Or if you ever run into me, make sure that you tell me who you are and give me your card. Now, you want to find your likely um, prospective places by doing your search. Don't just look up on Google or Good Search. Really listen to the show so that you know that you are aligned. Now, keep in mind that many Internet hosts and producers they book well in advance. We book our shows a long time in advance. So, you can't call us the day before and see think that you're going to be able to get on the radio. I'm I'm booking all the way through the end of the year right now. So, if you want to you know to advertise your book or your service for the holidays, you would need to contact me now in order to get a possible slot on our show. So start early and realize that you probably will be booking a slot that's two or three months. And then if you have contacted myself or another uh, radio producer and you have not heard back, you know, it's possible that they did not receive your email. And just know that with people in this entertainment industry being so busy, phone calls are really not welcome unless you are booking something. If you're just calling for information, it's best to send an email, even if you have to send an email twice because it's just really, really hard. I get a lot of phone calls that just say, Hi, my name is Jane. Call me back. And they don't tell me why they're calling or who they're calling. And it really depends as much as I want to return everyone's call within 24 hours. It really depends what my schedule is, how long it'll take me to get back to them whereas if someone emails me and says hi this is Jane I'm looking at a possible radio interview I will get back to them definitely within 24 hours by email and then we'll have the option to talk by phone at a later date so you want to create and maintain and you know an updated database of the shows that you love and the shows that will be effective for you and when you find an effective show Book on it as often as you possibly can because that is what's going to work for you. So remember that the Ideal Campaign encompasses a good variety of media, media, but radio should be right at the top of that because getting coverage on a great radio show may be able to garner you coverage on other radio shows as well as TV and in print. So, if you would like to contact uh, me about getting um, an interview on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, this show, or on our teen show, Express Yourself, which broadcasts on Tuesdays at noon on Voice America uh, Kids Network, you can email me, Cynthia, at star-style.com. That's Cynthia at star-style.com. Well, that is our program for today. So, thank you so much for being great listeners allowing Heather and I into your life as your personal growth success coaches, bringing you as much advice and fun and success, because we do want you to change your life and make your dreams come true. For information on Star Style, visit star-style.com. To make a donation or find out about our programs of Be The Star You Are, visit bethestarur.org or btsya.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. And also to get you to read a book this week. I just received a beautiful framed award for my newest uh, book, The Business of Show Business Edition 14. So I'll, I'll be posting that soon. So pick up a copy if you're in the internet entertainment business. And until we celebrate again next week, Remember, love always prevails, kindness will help you win, and smiles will keep you happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Have a great week. Be the
1: star you are. The
3: star you
1: are.